Yeah, there's a lot of southern stuff up here. Like there's um, Chick Chick Fil A, Chick Fil. I don't know. I, don't know I how to saw it. my first Chick Fil A during the road trip up here. <laughs> it's not what I thought it would look like, and the food's not great. Yeah, I hear it's like a love it or hate it thing. Like yeah, the people who like it, for the people who like it, it's like crack. Yeah, it's not good. I don't. I, don't, I personally don't enjoy it. It's kind of gross. I've never had it, and I'm, I I could live without it at this point. Yeah, it's like church's chicken for me. It's insanely greasy. Really? Yeah, it's really, really greasy. I might as well just go to church's. Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Church's chicken to me is super oily and greasy. Yeah. Well, it, it's like, um, I guess whatever the formula is, Yeah. only a handful of locations get it right because... I want to say eight times out of ten, you're going to go somewhere and get, like, grease pockets and uh, yeah. oozing skin. and Ugh. God. <laughs> my chest is hurting just as you describe it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, on the I can feel my left arm tingling just <laughs> thinking about it. Oh, God. <laughs> now I want some church's chicken. Oh, cluck, cluck. Welcome, welcome, all you new listeners out there, and welcome back, all you returning listeners, to another episode of the Old Taku Connection. Episode 2, and a special one at that, what we have for you is a two-parter of sorts. And before I get into it, let me apologize to, for the quality of this mic. I'm recording outside on my cell phone because my niece is asleep where I normally record, and I am not, not tempting fate by trying to record anything in there. Anyway, back to what I was saying, episode two is going to be a very special episode, a two-parter. You see, before Otaku Connection, we made another attempt at an anime podcast. It was called What's Your Anime, and was meant to be a more upbeat, consistently positive sort of thing, which uh, didn't pan out. But hey, you got this out of the idea. Nah. Ordeal. Words, Jumper Gamers. Words. You got this out of the ordeal, so no complaining. Okay, you can complain a little. Not sure as I'll did. Anyway, first up on the chopping block is an 80s anime called Writing Bean. Damn good show, and just so happens to be the predecessor to another damn good show, Gunsmith Cats. But we'll get into all that in the episode proper. So, Please enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode of the What's Your Anime podcast. Uh, before I get really started, I gotta give a shout out to somebody who offered me a bit of music you'll hear later on in the show. Uh, Newgrounds user Square Eon. See, he also wanted me to plug that episode two of his stick series, Project Stick, will be out in the near future. Is it good shit? I uh, haven't checked it out yet. Checked it out yet, and you're plugging things that you are unaware of. Well, the music, the music he's letting me use is good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. see. It, you'll we'll you'll see. hear it. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you later. Anyway, 
didn't know people were still making stick videos, but that's... Oh, yeah. It's it's still the business. But if you want to check his stuff out, uh, you can either check him out on Facebook, facebook.com slash square eon, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Uh, he's got a Project Stick page for it. Same thing, facebook.com slash Project Stick. You can also check his account on Newgrounds at squareon.newgrounds.com. All right, now that I got that out of the way. But what's your anime podcast? Now, I wanted to kind of get away from either a review show or sort of like a summary thing or what I'm finding a lot now, which is shows that come up just to bash some some subsection of the anime watching populace. I, you know, I wanted to come up with something a bit more positive. So the Watching Your Anime podcast is predicated on the statement, anime is not for everyone, but there's an anime for everyone, which is to say anime is this very niche-based media. But the people who create it are often creating things based on interest, obsession, fanatic, attention to detail towards something they're interested in. And because of that, you can find an anime on just about everything. So, so anime is kind of this anime. Bleh. This podcast has sort of got two purposes to it. One, which is finding that one thing for everybody. And another is to sort of... And this part's a bit more, I guess, selfish, is trying to find my own way back into that love for anime I used to have. I consider myself an exotaku now, which is to say I used to be a hardcore fan. Now I'm somewhere closer to casual. I never heard that. Big news. Well, I talk to myself a lot, so maybe I haven't said it to any real people yet. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, so the uh, episodes, they're not necessarily going to strictly alternate between those two points, but for, you know, you'll get episodes focused on bringing a specific anime to the mindsets of people who may have not known it was there, and then maybe you'll have an episode devoted to something new or something serious business anime fans are talking about. The point is, is that this podcast is meant to be for everyone, whether you're an old school fan loving everything that's coming out you've fallen away from it like me and i think joe one of my co-hosts for today or you're more like our friend mike here who isn't exactly an anime fan but is open to certain shows or you're completely new it doesn't matter whatever wherever you are there's going to be some episodes here for you if not all of them hopefully we've got enough personality for it an anime show for the masses Yes. There we go. Yes. Masses. So our first episode is on a uh, OVA released in the 1989 by creator Kenichi Sonata named Riding Bean. Now I'll try not to get into too much detail, but an OVA stands for Original Video Animation, and it was part of Japan's straight-to-video deal or as they call it out there v cinema <laughs> beloved out there carries a bit more weight in comparison to an uh, american straight to video market in that which is there's despised. what'd you say mike which is despised by a lot of people yeah it's 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 a lot more beloved out there or at least was a lot more beloved out there because there were fewer restrictions in comparison to 
you know, theaters or TV releases, and the fewer restrictions meant more creative freedom. OVAs in particular were interesting in that there wasn't a, like a stringent format attached to how you did it. It wasn't, okay, a movie, it's got to be within like an hour to a two and a half hour type deal or a TV series where it's 13 to 26 episodes. An OVA series can be a one shot. It could be two episodes, three episodes, and the lengths can vary too. It can be movie length. It could be a half an hour or in the case of writing Bean, 45 minutes. Uh, last bit of info uh, about writing Bean before I actually let my co-host talk for more than two seconds was its creator, Kenichi Sonata, is more well-known for a uh, manga series that came out and ran throughout the 90s in one form or another called Gunsmith Cats, which is uh, pretty well-known for the... It, kind of deviates from what a lot of people think of when it comes to anime and manga, as does writing Bean, in that it takes place in the U.S., features a lot of non-Japanese characters. It's about guns, cars, crime, all the... Very much inspired by 80s cop movies and, I want to say, 70s cop shows. All right. You guys... Okay, let me take a breath. <laughs> well, on that note, I, I just... Even, like, the first, like, 30 seconds are just the most 80s thing ever. Or that, that... First of all, the music. And then, the, like, the first shot is him sitting... I don't know if it's the first shot, but at least the second or third. But he's sitting in his car, and it's dark. And he's totally still, and he's wearing sunglasses. And all you see is the, the light reflecting off his sunglasses. And that is a very 80s thing. Oh yeah, sunglasses at night. Yeah, pretty sure it happens on Black Rain or in Black Rain, which is a movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie was just oozing eighties, I mean, which makes sense because it was made in the eighties. But it mm-hmm. it just even there's something also to what I really liked about the movie is that if you notice with anime that was made back then versus now, the drawings were a lot lighter. They weren't as heavily outlined and the color wasn't as bright and vibrant as it is now. It has this very distinct look to it, which I, which you, yeah. you like only really happened in the eighties and kind of like early nineties and stuff and seventies really too. And it just, it really, which is great about it because it allows you to kind of really like have this feeling that, yeah, this is a classic, this is old and everything that Mike was saying too. Yeah. I, <laughs> With everything that they were doing right in the beginning, even the, especially the music they were playing, which was American music, which I thought was hilarious, it just it all just came together, and it just like wow, I am I am in the eighties. I felt that way. It was great. I loved it. Now, it's it's interesting you say both of those. There's actually two points in that. The first, we'll go with the music, which is uh, Toshiba EMI was one of the. Uh, companies behind the making of this, and I guess in order to add to both the the setting the characters the fact that this is in the u.s they went and got some musicians from la i think they may have been under uh emi contract i'm not sure but yeah they got they actually got american musicians to make the soundtrack for this uh movie one shot whatever Hmm. and in regards to the animation that's a project of it being uh hand-drawn ah uh, a lot of the anime coming out now is it drawn digitally, oh, and a lot of the um, <clears throat> things, the differences you mentioned between the two are products of it being digital. 
versus hand drawn in the case of writing bean. Yeah, another thing on that point was, and I found this out when I was I my marathon the original Batman or not original but the the nineties Batman and some of the making of stuff and the commentary they're talking about how how because there's two distinct styles between those series and the other thing is they when they had the cleaner look it was more blocked out like they had their style guides or whatever to stay on I forget the phrase they they use but to stay on you know close to their 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 style sheets you know whereas in the the old animes like this and that old show things where you know you would see like distortions and characters when they would move a certain way and stuff like that i was watching a video which i could remember it off the top of my head but was mentioning that those little weird bits of like artifacting and misshapen bits and stuff like that actually makes processing the animation easier on the human brain now, i didn't research it i can't confirm it but i guess it would kind of make sense yeah uh, yeah i mean i love the old style there's like a scene where a guy gets shot he's driving a truck and it's just like the way he reacts is very strange but you don't you don't see that in animation these days because it's it, everything looks you know proportionate wise he moves very correctly but like the pose it's like what were they looking at where they got that pose for someone to get shot in the head and then react that way behind the wheel yeah it's strange yeah, it's clear that they're not like working off any sort of digital model or something like that and yeah you know it's the old, old kind of animation is really charming i do kind of i do like it a lot yeah yeah that, that's i mean i definitely agree that it's very charming and that's why i love watching the classic animes versus the new ones even if you're someone completely new to anime it's and you're just used to seeing the the newest stuff out there it's still i think really good to go back and watch the classic things because you can see all those imperfections and it may (laughs) or may not appeal to you but you're still going to be able to kind of you know experience how it how everything used to be done and it's just all the different and you can kind of look back to the newer stuff and see the differences, and it's just just that right there, that experience right there. I think it's just, at least to me, it's pretty, pretty great. I don't know. Oh, without question, like anyone who is like a fan or has an interest in animation, you know, yeah, it's it's really good to go back and watch a lot of the older stuff. Just like it's cool to go back and watch like the old Disney films, and yeah, just Good see point. like the love and the care that went into that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing on, what did you guys think of Bean Bandit? Bean Bandit. Our title character. I was a little like, wait, so is his name Writing Bean, but then (laughs) his name's Bean Bandit, and then then they call him, the cops call him something else. Roadbuster. Yeah, Roadbuster. Which gets even more confusing because... Um, according to, I think it was Anime Ego, I think they were the guys who first published it out here. According to information on their site, the car is also called Roadbuster, or <laughs> Buff the Roadbuster, which I think may be an amalgamation of the name of his car in this anime and the name of his car in the Gunsmith Cats manga. Because Japanese love the word bust. There's certain words that they love. Buster <laughs> is one of those words. They love super too. And yeah. And crush, but it sounds like crash when they say it. <laughs> you know that one. 
I, I mean, I used to work at a Japanese clothing store. No, wait. Cut that part out. Yeah, okay. I used to work with a bunch of Japanese people. Heard of no, wait. I've been around a lot of Japanese people. <laughs> and, uh... You can leave that in, actually. Shit. <laughs> um, no, but they, they used to always, like, special. Special was a word they used a lot. Uh, I never heard them say buster, but... Like, I've, I've shown you that, uh, that copy of that, that Genesis game... You've seen it, Crude Buster. Crude Buster. But, like, why... What's the obsession with Buster? Are they busting something? I don't know. Well, what... He's busting the road. Yeah? Well, he definitely does a bit of that. It it could just be that it just sounds cool, which they do make it sound cool sometimes, so... See, it doesn't sound cool. See, I think it sounds cool. Mm. I think it's cool. Yeah, that's probably why. I I mean, that's the thing I learned in my, uh... Japanese classes that oh, I can't believe I just admitted to that, but uh, oh lord, uh, no, that uh, ja- I already outed you as the non anime fan. The Japanese they also they love using English words, like they think it's cool over there. Mm. I guess it explains the you know, like special. I guess to jump off of that, though, I do want to get back to Bean in a minute. Joe, how was the sub? Oh, how did you know I watched the sub? Uh, so, <laughs> so I loved it. I mean, I did not listen to the dub, so I, I can't really add anything to that. But um, I listened to both. Yeah, I, I I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan of sub versus dub when it comes to anime. But I thought it was fantastic. I was a little, uh, I think some lines, I don't know. Like they mentioned UPS for what I, I thought that was a little. I, I don't think UPS is well, a they're, they're, fan, but. Well, no, it's not. There, there, there's a, a lot of detail actually went into making this feel authentic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I understand why they they did that. It just, it just reading it. It just, <laughs> I, I guess reading it was a bit easier than hearing it because it just be a little bit strange to hear them say the word UPS. I, I don't even know if they said it or not. But. Well, yeah, it's it's three English letters coming out of a Japanese sentence. Right, right. But besides that, yeah. you know, I thought it was really good. Uh, it was, it was pretty. <laughs> It was very 80s. Yeah. Um, Sonata actually did a lot of research before doing the storyboards for the anime. And people in Chicago, like correspondents for the company that made this, uh, confirmed it. That, with the exception of that drive-up truck stop they go to. Yeah. With like the little 60s diner chick on the skates. Mm-hmm. With the exception of that location, every location they show in there is more or less based on a place in Chicago. That's pretty cool. Yeah, actually. did you you read the IMDb trivia? Parts of the chase scenes were rotoscoped. Yeah, I'm not sure because in another part of that page it says that they were just sort of referenced, and I've read some reviews that indicated that they just kind of ripped it wholesale. <laughs> I haven't seen Blues Brothers. I watched two clips from uh, you know from the film on YouTube. I didn't spot anything in particular, but I could definitely see the influence without question. Yeah, well, I I need to rewatch the Blues Brothers. I haven't seen it all the way through. I don't think ever. But um, but overall, the translation and from especially now I think about it, if you're saying that they were trying really hard to make sure that it felt authentic, yeah, I did a good job with it. I mean, there wasn't any wonky, really out of place things. Even though I was saying that you know they said UPS and stuff like that, it seemed like it was right on for being placed in America. So they did a good job with it. Yeah, well, I watched the dub and the sub. 
I watched. So when I watched the dub, it mm. was just. I was like, oh, it's set in America. Oh, I'll watch the dub, you know, for better immersion. Mm. Um, and it's. I, I like the dub. It's. It's insane. It's <laughs> crazy. Well, the whole, the whole movie is insane, but the dub only kind of adds to it. Um, and then when I watched the sub, because. Well, when I watched the dub, I couldn't really follow it at all. I didn't know who was doing what. I didn't know if uh, <laughs> Buster was a goddamn cop or a mercenary. Or, <laughs> I didn't know who was what. And then people were ripping off their faces and becoming women. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that was interesting. <gasps> funny. And the dialogue was really funny. But the thing about it is, Hulu wouldn't let me... I, when I watch movies, I always watch uh, with subtitles, regardless of the language, so I don't miss anything. Uh, I couldn't follow, but when I, I, well, I watched it um, subbed, I could follow it more, and I, I understood what was happening. Yeah, um, and I, definitely. And the voices were fine, but I I would have liked to have been able to watch the, the dub with subtitles, too. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's so dense, you know. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on. Like the one thing I noticed, I rewatched it more or less like three and a half times for this podcast, and and I've watched it a dozen times before this, and I was still finding little bits of things that I'd missed in prior viewings. So, I don't know if that's a, a product of it being hand drawn animation or like what, but it, like it's a lot is packed in there. I like that you watched it and a half times. Well, I tried to uh, I tried to watch it a day ago, but my niece, who is two I, years old, with you. well, it's not that she doesn't. She'll want to sit there and watch it, but then she'll also like run in and demand I find her bottle or get her food or help her wash her hands or. I think it's funny because I, I used to do that when I was a kid. You know, I'd be like, "Oh man, I've seen Ace Ventura one." 21 and three quarters times. Because <laughs> I saw it on uh, the middle part for 30 minutes once, and then I, last time I watched it, I just watched the end, and then I'd add it all up. So, so Mike, I kind of wanted to ask you, so since I didn't watch the dub and you said when you were watching it, it was kind of hard to follow, what, what, what were the particular reasons why? Was it just because the voices or the dialogue, or why was it hard to follow? It's really dense because mm. they're they're talking a million miles a second, and all the plot points are in every line of dialogue, and then it's it's much easier to read that yeah. than it is to listen to it. They they really pack it all in there. Yeah, and also the on how that the story doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> You'll get like the characters figuring out that the uh, antagonist, psychotic pedophile lesbian named Simmerling was a number of people who dressed up and pretended to be a dude or not sure if that sentence came out right but yeah you'll get you'll be getting information like this during car chases or gunfights or yeah Very weird showdowns in parking lots exposition uh, uh let's let's get let's get back to the main character for a minute yeah oh, they're He's- fucking bean bandit <laughs> I thought he was like Max Scoville's spirit animal. <laughs> With Jay Leno's chin? Yeah, I mean, this thing was insane. It's batshit insane. Like, why is he bulletproof? I'm glad you brought that up. It yes. happens to be his his clothes, specifically his coat. He was shot in the head. And his bandana. And his bandana. Oh, my, oh God. You're right. Yeah, yeah you, didn't, you remember the part where he flicks it out after he... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. After he recovers from a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was to wondering. the head by getting hit by a car. Yeah. You know, I thought the Foley was really strange because he rips the door off of that car and it sounds like a giant explosion for some reason. But yeah. then he gets hit by a car and it sounds like somebody like dropping a, a bag of glass on the ground. And also the expression on his face for that moment, I think it was after he pulled the knife out or something. I, he, like, he, he looked like a demon or something. I don't know why his face suddenly transformed into this hideous monster. I don't... I was lost on that. That was weird. Can you explain what was up with the walnuts? Yeah. Um, I that know that too. they're notoriously hard to crack. I, don't, I guess it was just to show how angry he was. Okay. <laughs> But uh, uh, interesting thing about that scene difference between sub and dub is that in the case of the dub, they added a bit more mm. in that you actually hear the dude sort of struggling as the car is like pressing into him, and he lets out this weird sort of death. I don't know if it's a death groan or gurgle, but it's it's kind of raw. You mean right after the the walnut scene? Yeah, yeah. Well, that I mean that was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watched this I don't want to spoil it but there's a, a great silent film I just saw the other day and one of the most disturbing parts is when uh, the kid gets hit by a car and somebody goes and picks her up and her body's just totally limp and it's really disturbing especially for the time period you know and I used to see that but this just really reminded me of that like for how over the top and gory this whole movie was. There's no blood. There's no tire tracks on the dude. It's disturbing because he just hits him with the car, and then his body just goes limp, and then he's just still pushing him up against that car, and then he yeah, he, when he rolls rolls over the car. He's yeah, and then his limp body flies across there and hits the ground, and there's no blood or anything, which is it looks like he's dead or he passes out from the pain. Of getting pinned against See, the, the. I think I think the noise in the dub was meant to indicate that he he died. What was the noise? Because I don't I don't remember the noise. I think my best approximation of it was like, <laughs> and that's when he goes limp. But yeah, that was I thought that was great. Was and, so and, and that's like, that's that's a pro, that's a act of our hero right there. Yeah, he straight ices a guy. What a maniac. His, and his tires turn all the way. <laughs> That's right. yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, buff the roadbuster, as uh, Anime Ego told us, that is is a beast. Yeah. Um. Let's see, I got some words here. I mean, he controls that car like it's an extension of his body. It just goes where he wants it to. Wheels turning out. It's got wheels that turn out. It's got tire spikes that jut out for braking. It's got. Yeah bulletproof glass and armor plating it's a, it's a beast and I guess in the uh, case of Riding Bean as well as uh, his appearance in Gunsmith Cats later on it's apparently a car he built from the ground up Okay, <laughs> as in, it's a complete custom job he and shows up in another anime he shows up in Gunsmith Cats uh, yeah you see uh, Riding Bean this was actually meant to be the first episode Mm-hmm. in a series and I really wish it had gone on however Sonata and Toshiba EMI apparently had some issues and it got cancelled because of it and around I want to say 91 
he started Gunsmith Cats. The same kind of, uh, same material, same setting. It even has Rally Vincent, Bean's partner, as a main character, albeit she's a, a lot different in Gunsmith Cats, different ethnicity, uh, age is different, personality's kind of the same. Is it about a bunch of cats with guns? Because that's what I would assume. No. <laughs> but that would be interesting. <laughs> Cats? No, if you want cats with guns, you're going to want to read a manga called Mad Bull 34. Ugh, or watch SWAT Cats. Or watch SWAT Cats. Yeah. SWAT Cats. I forgot about that shit. But yeah, um, <laughs> Gunsmith Cats became the spiritual successor to Riding Bean, and Bean Bandit eventually showed up in the manga. He's a reoccurring character, sometimes ally, sometimes uh, rival, but ultimately the same guy. I liked his character. I mean, just for his character. I mean, we kind of talked about how weird he is, and God, he's weird. He's really, he's really a, weird. He's a beast. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah, I was, I was talking about his coat. Um, yeah. One, sorry. One, one quick thing. Yeah. Before I let you get back to it, I got two descriptions of what his coat was made out of. The first one, and this one I found on uh, the Anime Ego site, was. Uh, See his headband is made out. Let's see his headband is made out of a special titanium mesh weave overlaid with Kevlar. His gloves, pants, and boots are also made out of Kevlar. The description of his headband is also the same thing with his coat. So, titanium mesh weave overlaid with Kevlar. However, according to the manga, and I got this from a Gunsmith Cats wiki, so I can't confirm it. I didn't... I've only read the first volume of Gunsmith Cats, but according to the manga, his jacket is actually made out of chainmail... Moose leather and ceramic plates. Moose leather. Moose leather. <laughs> I was wondering which was going to stand out the most to you guys. It's the moose leather. <laughs> I didn't know moose leather was a thing. <laughs> well, there are mooses. I mean, that's cool. That's. I would like some indication of that, you know, like hair on the coat. <laughs> fur. Horns. A little fur collar. Very strange. Uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off with that, Joe. No. Uh, go, go ahead with your thought. No, no. See, now I'm thinking they should have just made the movie or show or whatever it is just about the origin of his clothes. <laughs> I don't want to know yeah, what do you, you have to make those too? Right. I would imagine so. I don't think like if if he didn't make them himself, uh, it'd have to be a custom job. But when you consider what he did with that car, yeah. It doesn't surprise me that he also custom-made some, some armored clothing. So the implication is that he murdered a moose with his bare hands and made his own coat, which also means that he probably went to fashion school. Yeah, you saw him, saw, him, saw him take a door off with a knife. I wouldn't be surprised to know he took down a moose. I thought he just used his bare hands. Did he use his knife on the door? Uh, oh, the other oh. door. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember. <laughs> Threw a knife at that woman. Oh yeah! See right there that that's like a, a story within itself. His journey for developing those clothes, the moose he had to fight, the chains he had, all everything. Oh well, yeah! If we if we had gotten the whole series out of this, we probably would have got the origin story to everything. That's true. That is that's very true. Moose fights like a bebop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and we got gunsmith cats out of the deal. Maybe I can which was review. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was an OVA made for that too. So, you know, if you like, if anyone watches Bean and happens to like it, check that out. Uh, 
I was just going to say that his character, I thought it was, he was like your typical tough 80s guy, which I thought was, was kind of cool. And the shades thing, like Mike was saying before, <laughs> I thought that was great. I mean, just the opening to the movie was fantastic. Just yeah. as soon as I, as soon as it opened up, I, I, and the music kicked in and how everything was like super dark and there was that naked chick running out and guns firing and I was like, oh. yep, uh, this is, this is an 80s Blatantly. movie. Blatantly, every 80s taboo that they thought that they were being edgy, <laughs> everyone was doing. Yep. You know, and, I, and it was funny because I, like, I paused after they, they ripped their faces off and became women. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, oh, wow, you know, I thought maybe it's going to subvert these, these tropes of, you know, just naked bitches running around and people getting shot and stuff and... Because it reminded me of another movie that did that uh, called Blowout. Um, they kind of they they show they, they it was made in the eighties and they kind of do the same thing, but then it kind of pans out and you see that it's the film's about an editor working on these types of movies. Hmm. Uh, so so when I watched this, I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna you know maybe it's really not all about that. But then it, it it just devolved into madness from there. Got <laughs> <laughs> like five minutes, or you know, like two minutes later, and then and then what, what? What can we talk about? This this weird relationship between face off woman and face off girl. <laughs> yeah, what was up with that? Are, are they? Is she a, a kid? Is she not a kid? Are they lesbians? Not lesbians? What's going is, on? She is a child, and I don't know about the uh, girl, uh, but the villain Simmerling is definitely a lesbian. Um, there's a very similar character to her in Gunsmith Cats, who's also an evil lesbian. So apparently, this is one of Sonata's things. I don't know. I'm shrugging the shoulders here. But it's dick. <laughs> Yeah, well, 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 at the very least, he reacted the way you want someone to react, which is yes. no, yeah, <laughs> do not want. Because I was starting like, well, okay, what's going to happen? And like, like is this going to get comfortable? Uncomfortable here? I mean, yeah. even his eyebrow twitched for a second. He's like, no, I'm not. This isn't happening. No, so I, I'm glad that's the way <laughs> turned out. Very, very quick to establish that only uh, creepy people get down on kids. Weird. Pedophilia aside, uh, what do you think of her as a villain? She was funny. She was just a villainess. She was conniving. <laughs> the part where the fucking guy gets killed without those bullets, and then you just stand up, and then she... Well, well, it's it's that girl again. She's a master of disguise. Uh, but that actually reminded me of Battle Royale a little bit, which was you know, interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah. My, um, my favorite scene with her was when she was in the car about to run him over, and she was laughing, and he was laughing, and then That's she was my laughing favorite again. Scene too. <laughs> and then, they, yeah, she was. She played the typical villain, pretty. It's like for the briefest of moments, they realize what kind of show they're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was good. But oh man, I, I know <laughs> the whole ripping off. The disguises thing. I thought it was kind of hilarious because they didn't do it once. They didn't do it twice. I, I think they had like the first disguise they pulled off. And then when they got out of the car, they pulled off one more disguise. So they literally had two layers of disguise on. Uh, I was like, oh, this, 
what just happened here? I didn't realize it's, there's a mask on over a yeah, mask. Yeah, that the little girl, she at first... And, um, and yeah, the little girl was, like, rocking three, technically. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God, you're right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. God, that had to be hot. But, yeah. Like, that's that some serious master planning shit. That's still one thing I do like about her. She's very uh, clever. It's layer upon for layer. For good or for bad. So, wait. Did... I know in in the in the dub it was it was a separate man's voice and then a separate woman's voice, but what was it in the in the sub? I couldn't tell. They, was it one person or they used separate voices? I think it was probably the same voice because usually with animes, what I've noticed is that the when it's when it's they're trying to, when they're doing a guy, it's usually just the girl trying to do a deeper voice, and you can tell. I I think it was the same. I might have to listen to it again. I'm not sure, actually. Mm. But usually that's how it works. They'll just kind of just try and deepen their voice, which you obviously know it's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of wonder about where she got all the equipment. Maybe she knows somebody in the special effects industry, because... <laughs> it's like the alien. Yeah. Can't really think of anything else we need to cover. Anything else you guys wanted to talk about in regards to the show? So, for you, since uh, you were doing a bit of research on it, Lionel, did you find, did they have any particular inspirations? I mean, besides just, you know, the feel they were trying to go for, but were there any movies or any particular shows that maybe American shows that inspired them or something? Um, I can't think of any in particular. Like, I read something, let me pour through my notes here. It it feels like they were inspired by something, but I just don't know what... Uh, everything. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of yeah. it is just kind of like the spirit of, like I said, 80s, 80s action films and maybe 70s cop shows. Mm. But um, really, it kind of speaks to a fascination that the creator Kenichi Sonata has, where he is an admitted gun enthusiast and owns a whole lot of uh, scaled replicas. Like, a lot of the guns drawn for the show are either modeled after pictures he got or modeled after replicas he actually had in his home at the time that this got um, created. And, you know, there's also a lot of attention to detail to, like, vehicles and stuff like that, too. Like, the car, uh, was it? Not sure what his rank was. Percy, the cop obsessed with catching Bean, has Shelby Cobra, is also a prominent vehicle in Gunsmith Cats. Like, there's almost as much detail placed on vehicles as there is weaponry, and Gunsmith Cat Cats cranks it up to eleven. It's like borderline gun porn sometimes. I can see that. IMDb says there's a reference to THX eleven thirty eight. Apparently, on one of the license plates. That's that's small. But actually, I, I mentioned Black Rain earlier. Mm-hmm. This is reminded me a lot. I mean, immediately, but Black Rain. Has a lot of motorcycle chases. There's a lot of chasing in that movie, so I think this kind of was a little bit to that movie. Too. Yeah, and of course, uh, oh, Blues wait. Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Blues Brothers, which I, I didn't see. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean just a lot of '80s movies with insane car chases, kind of carried over from the '70s, you know. Everyone got yeah. taken out of control in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Was, you know. 
It was just fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it came out the same year as Black Rain. Okay. So, um, I guess the last part of this is um, recommendation specifically. Who would you guys recommend this show to? Joe, let's start with you. I, I would recommend this show to anyone who's just getting into anime, but the type of anime they like is really action-packed type stuff, and and if they're into retro stuff. But yeah, I think if they're just, in, if they're just into action, action movies and stuff like that, uh, yeah, I would recommend that they they watch it and see if they like it because even if it is. You know, it's old. It's not new. It's not shiny. It's not digital, if you will. It's it's still really fun to watch. It's exciting. It's funny. I mean, it's got everything that you know all the animes out nowadays have, but it's just got this nice classic feel to it. So, if you're into action movies, uh, action games, just anything like that, then I totally recommend going back and watching this movie. You'll like it a lot. All right, and uh, Mike, what about you? It's very on the nose, Joe. Um, see, well, when you when you told me the idea for the show, I thought it was interesting because I <clears throat> I have a friend who really hates anime, and like I understand where he's coming from, but I think we all know that you know there's it's kind of like saying you don't like books or movies because there's there's something out there. Um, that said, this when I was watching this, I realized that this has everything that he hates about anime in it like over exaggeration probably as far as emoting but the main thing is that as I showed him Akira and he was just he's kind of drunk he was just kind of making fun of it the whole time it was really annoying actually or complaining really that he couldn't follow it which was the main thing and this was really hard to follow I liked it I liked it more upon watching it the second time where, where I could read what was happening um, it was easy to follow, but it's kind of my brand of insanity. So I, I wouldn't recommend it to you know someone who hasn't seen anime or you know has vocalized a distaste for it. I mean, I'd recommend it to like maybe a Kojima fan, which I am. So I mean, I I like this. It was it was just the right kind of insane. Mike made me think there for a second, which I don't often do. I think he's really right. There are a lot of things in this anime that that turn off a truckload of people towards anime. And yeah, I think you have to... First thing is, you probably have to at least be into anime to to get some enjoyment out of this. I mean, like, once again, I didn't listen to the dub, so I don't know how hard it was to follow. But if it really was that bad, and since a lot of people who are in America tend to like the dub versus sub, if that's not listenable then if yeah if you're not into anime then probably wouldn't recommend this now now do you think it's they have to be into anime or do they have to not dislike it because what mike said is that his friend actively dislikes anime Mm. i think you need to be familiar with it right i agree yeah it's for sure um also i don't know if uh any feminist would really appreciate this film. No. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't quite look uh, at what it. What about Rally? She's kicking hard. ass all over that anime. I didn't look at it 
too hard through that lens, but like, it's just like wanton ass and tits. <laughs> it's just like, why? See, I think that's more in the beginning. Like, they front loaded with ass and titties, but. It did. But I feel like if they had another hour, there would have been a lot more ass and tits. See, I don't think. Because it was really focused on the action after uh, Rally gets dressed. Well, I mean, if they added, they wouldn't add another hour. They would, you know, pad. Well, let's let's put it this way: it was meant to be a series. That's another thing that I, I noticed was maybe if if it was an hour longer, but you know, change nothing, but just give us some more beats in between. Like maybe it would be easier to follow and slow down the dialogue a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it would have more more mass appeal. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Well, hold on to that thought for when we eventually review Gunsmith Cats. We'll see if Sonata improved yeah. in the following years. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess uh cap things off. Um, if you go and you watch Riding Bean and happen to like it, Gunsmith Cats is obviously something you'll want to check out. Uh, there's another anime by the name of Black Lagoon, also influenced by uh, American action films, but more with a more 90s bent. More inspired by 90s action movies than 80s, but the appeal's definitely still there. Does that mean more Kung Fu? More, um, more the John Woo heroic bloodshed mm. aspect to the gunfights. Yeah, in the 80s it was more like straight up murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of which, yeah, if you like the, like, crazier, raunchier, batshit aspects of Riding Bean, go watch uh, Mad Bull 34. That's all the craziest aspects of riding being cranked up to thirteen. Yeah, easy anime. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to watch more. Anyway, anything you guys want to say before we close this out? I have not watched anime in a long time, and I am excited to start watching more again. Yay! <laughs> you gone done brought me back into the fold. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Uh... We should make you do more voices. Um, <laughs> my final words, final thoughts. Uh, this roadbuster fellow is a is a wild man. You're a wild man. <laughs> um, lizard man. All right, now I'm a little lost as to how I want to close this thing out. Uh, you think I should just drop a quote from the from the show or? Should I come up with a catchphrase, maybe? Drop it hard. Do it. <laughs> Drop it hard, my friend. Drop it hard. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just cut, you know. Ah, screw it. I'll, I'll end it with this. Roadbuster, come out and play. Well, good news is I got better dish quality mic bad news is baby woke up anyway what'd you think not bad for a first episode right well, you're in luck second episode's just as good but uh, we can talk about that later special thanks to Submorphine creator of our opening and closing theme, Symphonic Highway. If you like it, check it out at soundcloud.com slash sub hyphen m-o-r-p-h-i-n-e. 
special thanks also to Scorion, the creator of our promo theme, Anime Rocket. If you like that, check him out at facebook.com slash Squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also, uh, feel free to check out his uh, current project, Project Stick, facebook.com slash Project Stick. Uh, sorry for any weird noises in the background. My niece refuses to sleep. Anyhow, have a good night, people. My heart is broken. That's your anime, part two. Gungrave.